0: To the City Church podcast. We hope that you will be abundantly blessed by this message. If you would like to find out more about the city, please log on to our website www.thecity.sg. Andre told me it's going to be fun. <laughs> okay, good morning, the city, Singapore. Um, greetings from the city, Iluilo. Uh, we are also known as the city of love. Um, <laughs> yeah. My name is Mark, and I'm, I'm leading the city Iloilo together with my wife. She's so beautiful. My yeah. wife. She is. Uh, this is recorded, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and wonderful. Chinese Please. wife. Chinese wife <laughs> who fears the Lord, wow. uh, named Yen. Uh, we're married for 10 years now. Okay. Half of it is hell on earth. <laughs> it's another subject for another time. Thanks, MFL. <laughs> <laughs> theme, theme okay. We have three vo- boys for now, for now, because some of them are coming soon. I'll explain later. Uh, John David is our biological son, turning nine this August. Is here with me uh, somewhere in this building, attending (laughs) the gas church. Um, Samuel Joseph is our soon-to-be adopted son. Uh, Why? Because we're still fighting in the court for almost five years now. Um, And Benjamin, our fostered son, for one and a half years now. So that's my family, and it's, it's an honor and privilege to speak God's word uh, to the city, Singapore. Thank you for your generous support. And some of my heroes in faith are here in this congregation, so I'm humbled and I'm nervous. <laughs> to our spiritual parents, PD and Joy, thank you for leading us, discipling us, correcting us, Empowering us to our God-given destiny, they are our pride and joy. <laughs> right. Not proud, your pride, pride and joy. Mm. Ian and I are grateful uh, to co-labor with them in the kingdom, and we do not only love them, but we like them. We like them. <laughs> Okay, my goal this morning is to share four things that are very dear to God's heart. Number one, the vision of the city Iloilo and the reason why we need to express this vision in our city. And number two, the vision of my family. Number three, the vision of God over our city and our nation. And number four, to encourage the city Singapore, if we, weak and broken people struggling (laughs) with issues, can do it, you can do it. You can do it. So I really believe this. Wow. But before that, let's pray. pray. I'll pray for you and pray for, <laughs> pray for me. <sighs> so, Father, we thank you for your presence this morning, Lord. I ask that you would match my weak words with, infuse it with your power, Lord, that will bring conviction, that will release the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord, we need you this morning that these people will hear your voice beyond my voice. So guard my heart. Let the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight, God. So today we honor you and we bless you in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. I entitle this message, Parenting the Next Generation wow. in Weakness in weakness. Parenting the next generation in weakness. I, I really believe that this is the word of the Lord for the city, Singapore, about parenting the next generation in weakness. Parenting is a privilege. It is very rewarding, but it is not easy. It's not easy at all. It's actually, it's messy. It's messy um, because most of the time it requires hard work, Long-suffering, I mean (laughs) long-suffering, and self-control. But again, it's worth it. It's worth it. And we need to know, underline that word, need to know that we are all weak in this area because parenting in weakness is the foundation of power and love that could overflow to our children and our children's children, and it also applies to our spiritual children or the one we are discipling. Weakness, weakness, by definition, is the state or the condition of lacking strength. I have a love-hate relationship with weakness. <laughs> I hated it because it makes me feel weak. And I don't want to feel weak. It reveals the dark side of myself. But I also love it because... It brings me to the reality of John 15.5 that he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing. And it is amazing. Basically speaking, weakness or biblically speaking, weakness is strength. Power. In 2 Corinthians 11.30 the Bible says, If I must boast I will boast of the things that show my weakness. And he continues in chapter 12, verse 9 to 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And in verse 10, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses insults hardships persecutions and calamities for when I am weak then I am strong so good. parenting the next generation in weakness the context of these verses is Paul's sufferings for the sake of Christ and in order to keep him from becoming conceited a thorn was given him in the flesh a messenger of Satan to harass him. Again, the goal is to keep him from becoming conceited. I asked the Lord one time, how can I impact this generation in a way that will continue to the next generation? Do you ask the Lord like that question? How can I impact the next generation? And the Lord whispered in my spirit, the answer is in your hands. Because during that time, I was holding uh, our fostered son, Ben, Benjamin, putting him to sleep. Is it weird in Singapore, guy putting down? I don't know, okay. (laughs) It's like the Lord is saying to me, do you want to live an impact that will last not only in this age but also in the ages to come? Parent the next generation in weakness because my power is made perfect in your weakness. So I'll talk about the vision of the city Iloilo. The city Iloilo exists to be a vibrant, influential church that parents the next generation of Ilongos into their identity and destiny. Thank you PD and Joy for drawing it from our hearts and put it into words. I love this vision. I want you to underline the word, parents, the next generation of belongers, into their identity and destiny. I tell you why this vision needs to be expressed in our city and our nation. As of May 2016, the Philippines has an abandoned children problem. About 1.8 million children in the country, more than 1% of its entire population, are abandoned or neglected, according to United Nations Children's Rights and Emergency Relief Organization. Some are victims of extreme poverty, others of natural disasters and armed conflicts. The Department of Social Welfare and Development, which is we uh, as a couple we are partnering with them, is responsible for ensuring that many of these children find homes. Some end up overseas. American families adopted 1,350 Filipino children between 2009 and 2015, according to the U.S. State Department. That's our nation 1.8 million children abandoned, neglected. In our beloved city, Iloilo, the city of love, population of two, as of 2015 is 447,992. If you have been in our city, multiply our population by four, and you'll see how massive the number of abandoned and neglected children in our nation, not including spiritual orphans, of course. What I mean by spiritual orphans is they have dads, but the children seize them once a year for 10 to 20 days because most of them are working abroad, working here, OFW. We are facing a great crisis in our city, in our nation. Smart people will call our city a fatherless city. Our nation is a fatherless nation. And it's not okay. It's not okay. For us, as a family and as a church, it is not okay to see these children having no family to live in. Yeah. That's right. We hate it. Yeah. And as a church, together with P.D. and Joy, we designed the city Iloilo not to be an orphanage or institution where hired servants are primarily responsible for feeding and caring. Have you been to an institution or orphanage? Yeah. They have mommy morning and mommy evening. Okay? No real parents at all. Instead, we want to bring them in a place called home where we parent them that includes equipping and empowering them into their identity and destiny. Welcome to the city. It's not just a service that you attend, but a family that you belong to. And we are serious about it and we mean it. And what grieves our heart is that our city, Iloilo, is among the highest in rating in teenage pregnancy. Top three in our nation. The Philippines is top one in Southeast Asia. Teenage pregnancy. Staggering facts support this call for concern. Recent study, 2014 data from Philippine Statistical Authority revealed that every hour, every hour, 24 babies are delivered by teenage mothers every hour, 24 (laughs) babies. According to 2014 Young Adult Fertility and Sexuality Study, around 14% of Filipino girls aged 15 to 19 are either pregnant for the first time or are already mothers. More than twice the rate recorded in 2002. Among six major economies in the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, the Philippines has the highest rate of teenage pregnancies and it is the only country where the rate is increasing per the United Nations Population Fund. Alarmingly, while maternal deaths are decreasing in the Philippines, teenage maternal deaths are increasing. 10% of pregnant Teenagers died in the last year, according to the PSA. Data from World Health Organization also show a high and increasing incidence of fatal death in Filipino mothers under 20. Why am I telling you this? Because it shows that the devil really hates the next generation. Remember what God told me? What you're holding is the hope. Of your nation the next generation he's so afraid that he is literally killing them before they will ever reach their calling and destiny that means we are facing a massive crisis in our city and our nation children are arrows they are our weapons we are supposed to disarm principalities rulers powers in the heavenly realms through the finished work of the cross But it seems like our nation has been disarmed by the enemies, by killing babies and teenage moms. And it is not okay. It is not okay. But there is hope. There is hope. When his image bearers, his hands, his heart, his feet, his People will share their food with the hungry, invite the homeless poor into their homes, put clothes in the shivering ill clad and be available to their own families. When we do this together, there will be a great turning of hearts of the fathers to their children and a turning of the hearts of the children to their fathers. As a result, our lives will turn around at once. That's the city. Come on, That's the city. Number two, my family's vision. My family's vision. In Malachi four five six, 5, 6, it said, Behold, I will send you, Elijah the prophet, before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. Notice the word, before he returns. There will be great turning of hearts of the fathers towards the children and the hearts of the children towards the father. And this is our vision. If Henry Ford had a vision for his American people, and as a family, we have a vision for our beloved city, Iloilo, This is Henry Ford's vision. He had a dream of cars for every American family. Around 1903 to 1906, he said, I will build a motor car for the great multitude. So low in price that no man making a good salary will be unable to own one. And enjoy with his family the blessing of ours of pleasure in God's great open spaces. That's his dream. And <laughs> that dream is, man, has come to pass. Our vision abandoned and neglected children for every Ilongo family. How about that? Still a dream but I believe it, I have a dream that it's normal for every Ilong'o family, or even here, Singaporeans, to take abandoned and neglected children. It's normal. Mm -hmm. They will sign up, and it will no longer be weird and awkward, but the spirit of boldness to get involved in fostering an adoption movement, especially the city Iloilo family, and enjoy parenting the next generations as God's blessings. Henry Ford, a car is for convenience because it will drive you from point A to point B. Our vision. Parenting or having abandoned kids, spiritual and natural, is very inconvenient. And it will drive you from being decent people into crazy ones. <laughs> point A, to point B, these people to crazy ones. Parenting orphans and abandoned children will drive you crazy. Yeah. Will drive you crazy. Like in our case, we have Benjamin, our fostered son, who has been with us for one and a half years now. The crazy thing is four to six months from now we will turn him over to his adopted parents who live in Norway. It drives us crazy. My bed is sometimes almost damp with tears of sorrow and joy, sorrow and joy Thinking of that day, I can identify with Paul when he said, sorrowful yet always rejoicing. I'll miss him, but there's a joy that is rising within me. I remember one time as I'm crying like a baby, the Lord asked me, Do you want to do it again? Do you want to do it again? I mean, it's painful. It drives us nuts. The crazy thing is that we decided as a family, together with my, our sons, to do it again and again and again. In fact, our social worker, remember I told you we have three sons and some of them are coming. Um, our social worker is working right now, if God willing, to place out two siblings in our home. We love it because it's worth it. Back to Henry Ford, (laughs) sorry. Your car 30 years from now under good maintenance will either be a vintage or garbage. (laughs) Your adopted sons and daughters 30 years from now, under godly parenting and discipleship, will become a precious gem that will turn the world upside down. Amen. Amen. They will become agents of transformation. Yes, yes. For some of you, huh? what do you mean? I remember the life story of Moses. <laughs> Drawn out of the river water by Pharaoh's daughter and given back to his mom who took care of him. His mom returned him to the age of two to Pharaoh to be adopted. And he learned the wisdom of Egypt and became the prince of Egypt. He went to the wilderness, encountered the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, and went back to Pharaoh to deliver God's people to the promised land. I remember the life story of Esther, orphan girl because of her parents died and was adopted by her cousin who influenced her greatly. She got married to a king whom whom she influenced to save millions of Jews, to save the lineage of our Lord Jesus. She was Jesus' great-grandmother. I remember the story of Jesus. He was born without a father, conceived by the Holy Spirit through Mary. Joseph encountered an angel telling him that Jesus is from God. Jesus needed Jesus needed a father figure on earth who could protect his mother, raise him properly, and teach him a trade. Joseph adopted him because, get this, shame is not Jesus' identity. To become a deliverer is. Number three, the vision of God over our city and our nation is to impact based on his terms in Isaiah 58. We're doing a series in Iloilo called Impact in preparation for the Alpha Party for the youth and young adults. It is a remarkable series because God has given us the blueprint in Isaiah 58 on how to parent the next generation on his terms and condition. I'll read it. Isaiah 58, 6 to 12. This is the kind of fast day I'm after. Okay, let's go back. Because the context here, people are hypocrites. God's people are hypocrites. Uh, The context, they're, they're, they're like fasting, they're praying, but to impress people, to let the people know that they are fasting, they disfigure their faces, and God hates it. And God said, here, this is the kind of fast day I'm after. He said, to break the chains of injustice, to get rid of exploitation in the workplace, free the oppressed, cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on the shivering, ill-clad, being available to your own families. And the promise, do this and the lights will turn on. Do this, and the lights will turn on, and your lives will turn around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way. The God of glory will secure your passage. Then, when you pray, God will answer. You'll call out for help and I'll say, here I am. If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit gossiping about other people's sins. If you are generous with the hungry, start giving yourself to the down and out. Your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives, it will be bathed in sunlight. I will always show you where to go. I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places. Firm muscles, strong bones. You'll be like well-watered garden, gurgling spring that never runs dry. You'll use the old rubble past lives to build anew, rebuild the foundation from the out of your past. You'll be known. You'll be known as those who can fix anything, restore old ruins, rebuild, and renovate, make the community livable again. This is how we parent the next generation. In essence, God is saying to us, this is my vision for your city and nation. Parent the next generation in weakness because my power is made perfect in your weakness. And by the way, 99.9% of all ministries in history are really small. And you... And as in God saying, that's my way. So don't despise it. The problem is, it's little. It's routine. When we do these things, it's mundane. It's tiring. But the question is, will you stay with it for decades? Talking about faithfulness in small things. In closing, number four. To encourage the city Singapore, if we weak and broken people can do it, you can do it. I'll close with this quote from Anne Voskamp. She said, They say that 77% of practicing Christians believe Christians have responsibility to adapt. 77%. But only 5% of Christians have adopted. And I get why it's tempting to think that you shouldn't adopt and someone else should. And I get the choking fears, and I get the questions that won't stop hunting, and I get that supporting adoption doesn't mean that we are all called to adopt because caring for orphans looks different for each of us, but it has to look like something. And I never stop getting over how Jesus left the 99 for the one. And the whole focus of our Father is fighting for orphans, making them sons and daughters. The city of Singapore. I'll close with this. God searched for you. God found you. He fought for you. Signed the papers with His blood and He adopted you and brought you home. And the only way any of us get into the family of God is through the most painful adoption. If... Real beliefs, cares for the orphans, this is my challenge. Can one be a believer and not be caring for at least one orphan in some small way? I leave you with that question, and my prayer is for you to pray, break my heart for what breaks yours. Amen